Jones, we're live, we're going. Newski here, dirt from the road. Um, so we, I probably told you that down in Mexico City a couple months back, I went down there to shoot a video with my uh, film guy Max Hauser, and uh, we both got just apocalyptic food poisoning. I went to the hospital with a gastrointestinal infection. We were down there shooting this, we were supposed to shoot this music video uh, for this new song, Seek Asylum, from myself. And um, we lost a bunch of days of shooting because we were just total, both of us were so shot. We'd never been so sick in our lives. But um, we got we got it together and we finally got it edited. We finished the video. We just put it up yesterday. It's called Seek Asylum from Myself. Um, it, it, it's easily our best video and Max did an insane job. He's such a beast on the camera. Um, so check it out. Check out the YouTube link. I'm going to play a snippet of the song. Um, but if you want to give it a thumbs up or leave a comment in the YouTube, uh, that helps, you know, the internet blood sucking overlord vampires of the algorithm to, uh, have more people see it and all that kind of stuff. So check out the video. That's all I got. Uh, Ben Spottle, Dirt from the Road. We're live. Ben, how do you how do you want to be referred to on the podcast? You can just call me Ben Spottle, my my real name, or any name you want to call me. Okay, Ben Spottle. Good to see you, man. Uh, I lost my razor, my face razor, so I got this uh, really bad neck beard. You can see it. And you informed me a couple of years ago what a neck beard was. It's like a yes. It's like terminology for. For like a what is it like a like a like a bro who like cr- is creepy with ladies? What is that? Yeah, well, it's like anyone can physically have a neck beard, you know, the, just the state of it. But a neck beard used as in a as in a describing term is usually someone who can only grow facial hair on the bottom of their chin and their oh, neck. Oh, okay. And they're usually the same kind of people who are gonna. Uh, consistently private message women and then claim that they didn't uh, about <laughs> horrible things. So, good lord, I gotta shave my neck beard. That's it's not good. Well, no, because you have hair also oh, up here on my so face, it's, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's totally fine. So you're like my youngest friend, so I, I I go to you for like the what the kids are talking about, <laughs> what the new words are, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna start feeding you uh, fake. Uh, young lingo saying that you got to get a handlebar mustache and start saying fake slang words and like it's lit? Be a good you time. say lit? Is that something you say? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's say it. What else is let's big with twenty-two-year-olds? Twenty-two-year-olds. Uh, you're asking the wrong twenty-two-year-old. To be honest, I'm not putting myself on some pedestal saying that I have an old soul. But I mean, I'm just. I feel like the shift of internet slang and stuff is getting so much smaller like i can't even relate to like a 16 year old about slang and stuff i hear them saying stuff that i've never heard before but yeah i will i gotta give you credit because you and your main man wyatt like uh for being as in in the middle of the the tech super boom revolution you guys kind of avoid the internet and you both have shitty smartphones with the slow internet that barely work and and uh, you, yeah. uh instead of like thumbing through your social media all day you guys just go out and like make up dumb skits together and film weird videos and i got a lot of of respect for that thank you yeah i mean i'll i'll occasionally browse the instagram and then get off of it in three minutes because i developed a kidney stone from watching it but other than that it's like yeah uh the internet's only i mean it's just garbage we've all talked about it it's shot but yeah do you think uh, it's a net loss for the world the internet it's not a net loss for the world. I think social media is kind of a, is kind of a net loss for the mind. Yep, I but, agree. But uh, the internet is one of the most important things that has happened to humanity in the past whenever. I mean, it's yeah. just like instead of reading a book and going to the library, I can just look up anything I've ever wanted to in the world. Yeah, we are in that sweet window. I've harped on this, but like, like we're in that glorious window where technology is our friend for the most part. Right before it like takes over our, um, you know, AI like outsmarts us and tricks us and just uses us to make more AI. And yeah, we just drone on with the, you know, as mouth breathers, which is is coming. I know people think that sounds funny or it sounds like some sort of joke, but uh, I don't even think we'll know when we've been kind of hijacked by. AI, you know, when they're just controlling us. Maybe it's already happening. Yeah, and that's... I I was getting some perspective, like I've talked about this with people of 
different ages and by different ages I mean like you know five ten it's like and it's crazy how everyone that's older thinks that they like my uncle he's like 40 late 40s he's like I don't understand you know Chris Riggs of Chris not Riggs of Chris Uncle Frank uh Dr. Frank uh best best uh fast food consultant in the world but um you know like I'll be talking to him about like opening my phone with the facial recognition and he's like that's horrible you know that's like they're getting you and it's like yeah i know but this and that and he's like see that's so odd how you're okay with some things and i'm terrified so like are my kids slash i i i i I don't know if i'm gonna have children but are people that my age having kids are they gonna be totally open to just like getting a brain chip and i'm gonna be like that's that's insane like no dad like it's cool it's it's fine. It just goes. So it's interesting how, like, when the older people are going to die out, if that's when the real, you know, because there's like a group of people right now, I would say like, like 60 to 100 that are, you know, like never grew up with any sort of internet technology yeah. kind of thing. And when they're all gone, is it just going to be like a world of people who have known technology forever? So they're okay with it slipping in as much as possible i think you're right man i think like i think there's i mean if we want to just be like if we want to paint it in black and white there's two types of people right there's people that have that competitive gene that want to keep up to date that are going to want to download the cyborg super chip so they can like be competitive and be better and and more advanced than the next person and and then there's people that just like don't get off on competition which i respect also yeah and then but 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 then you'd be like, yeah, I don't need the microchip. But then at the same time, like, like everyone's going to outcompete you for jobs. They're going to be smarter than you. They're going to speak more languages than you. And you're yeah. just going to be, I don't know, you're just going to have to be a woodsman or something. Of, and I've, I feel like in the future, it's going to be totally, there's going to be like designated parts of the country where people go and just <laughs> sovereign themselves off and live in these like totally off the grid environments because it's going to get to a point where it's people are like i can't take any technology or just like uh it's part of my life just yeah, let me or have stick it. it in my ass i think you're right man i think that like uh, people are gonna pay to not have wi-fi eventually they're gonna be like yes. oh there's a there's a there's a mini city in vermont that doesn't allow wi-fi i'll pay like a $14 entry for that, you know? I completely agree with you. That stuff is going to happen because it's going to be so involved with your mind, body, and soul technology, just the physical realm of a device that people are going to, as time goes on, going to be way more black and white about it, yes or no, on any technology or none at all. Yeah. it, it It's real simple for us because we don't have kids. Yeah, um, and it makes that, it just makes that I know of. makes existential dread less uh, less intense. But yeah, I mean, like I was I babysat my friend Gina and Max's little like gnome toddler uh, <laughs> last week in L.A. It was super fun. I was like, this is cool. This is a good time. I, like not now, I want to have a kid. And it's like once I if I do have a kid, um, all of a sudden, uh, you know, life would naturally get more intense. But all of a sudden, you're like really really freaked out about the AI and the um, and the hyperspeed and the metaverse and it's like because your kid is gonna have to be mentally tough as nails to not get uh swept up in that and um maybe you won't have a choice anyway you know and like that's crazy because i was the last i would say like year like i'm 22 years old i'd say people that are 23 or like didn't even you know quote unquote do this like i was the last absolute generation of like growing up in houses where they didn't have internet yet and it was just like that and now it's just man you have to just have your kid be born and then put a vr headset on them and just ipad kids man (laughs) i mean you're a bit Uh, younger than me so you don't have your friends don't have kids yet but uh i've got friends kids and they're ipad kids man and it's uh it's a it's a different thing to watch um you know you take that ipad away and they uh you know they want to they want to kill a man (laughs) they're only four And, and it's scary because is that the fault? I mean, yes, of course, it's the fault of the parent, I guess, because they're just shoving it in their face. But I mean, like that, uh, that kid's going to just just he's just going to be a drooler. It's easy he's for just, me to say, man, I'm sure people are cringing on the other end. Like you don't have kids, you don't know. And they're right. It's like I can sit here and be like, 
I wouldn't do that. But uh, yeah. you know, what do I know? Like your your kid probably just like you know beats down your soul after a while. You just got to throw him the iPad. But maybe uh yeah, maybe you just build you you build him a tricycle and uh, create create <laughs> a little circuit in the backyard. Like that's good too. You know, that's what I like. You know. Because you were saying, and I was about to say that, we're like, I don't have kids, so I can't say this for myself. Maybe it's just so hard to a point where you have to do it. But, like, I even know, like, my parents and stuff, it's just, like, giving me the toys that were, like, I didn't have a lot of them, but it was the ones that were the creative ones that kept me busy. Mm. That just were be able to be taken apart and put back together and just, like, little things. It's just, kids just need to be occupied. They don't need to be occupied with an iPad, but they need to be occupied. So, well... Tell me what you think about this, Ben. I mean, this could yeah. be the big. This could be a big catch, um, like a um, catalyst to this whole thing. And uh, basically, at the end of the day, I think parents are just terrified. Everyone is a pedophile, you know. So they're like, oh, yeah. I, I can't let my kid run around in the front yard. They'll get kidnapped. Um, it's they're just safer inside on the iPad, you know. It's just like. You know how that is. It's like if I if I was a parent, yeah. I'd be freaked out. I'd be like, uh, I'd be a helicopter parent too. I'd be like watching my kid play in the backyard the whole time, make sure they're not. Uh, but you know, it's like, it's evolution. It's like we all ran around the yards with bikes and like ha- we yeah. had like we'd find a hammer and then like you know smash that a would toy. Be the whole day. No one ever got hurt. It's like you you uh, most most kids survive and come out on the other side and they're they're better off for it because you know it's like you you. Uh, you get some real world experience building tree forts and running through the backyards and learning uh, which uh, big kids not to talk shit to because they kick yes. you in the nuts or whatever. It's like these are all yep. important things to uh, to learn. What do they call it? The school of hard knocks. Yeah, that's what you see when I I went to the I graduated from the University of Life and stuff like that. But I what if that's different? Because now going off what you're saying, you know, put throwing your kids in the backyard. And having them run around and do that. But then they grow up and their kind of life is in that outdoor environment. What if now technology is becoming such an integral part of your day-to-day as an adult that it's almost... And, you know, I don't want to say this because it's scary, but, like, it's beneficial to just let your kids be on technology and stuff if it's going to run their day-to-day every day. No, I totally disagree. I think technology is so prominent that you're just growing up without even trying you're gonna know the basics you know what i mean like you're gonna know how to operate a smartphone you're gonna know how to email you're gonna know how to do all that stuff the real challenge is gonna be like how good are you at avoiding it to that's true to just like keep stimulation at bay and like keep you know wage wage a healthy war against the hyper stimulation because it's uh that's the hardest thing to avoid and like i found myself in waves of being not able to be stimulated for more than a little bit and then like you know waves it's like months at a time where it's like man i can't really focus on stuff and i realize like those are the times that i'm and it's mostly during the winter months when you know when you're not outside just kind of on technology more than you would be and i like it just shortens my attention span in real life it's just and and i visibly see that like i i've been deleting all social media apps progressively like every couple months i'll just be like yeah, this one's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, this one's not worth it. And every single time I'm less and less on my phone and more and more just doing like thinking better in my mind. It's just yeah. like any drug I've taken or not taken hasn't helped me more than legitimately deleting Facebook and Snapchat has. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um and I, I'm still waiting, you know, in all the wokeism and the new new wave progressivism, no one's created an international no internet day, you know, and I think yeah. that would be pretty cool. Obviously, like, most people won't participate in it, but I think it's like a <laughs> yeah. good, it's like a good, uh, it's a good symbol of like, hey, this is uh, something that's good for you. You, don't, you won't have any FOMO. We're all taking the day off the internet just to remember what it's like and uh, recalibrate the yeah. barometer of, uh, of non-super stimulation. Just to get that idea in your head, because like, if you're caught in the doom scroll for like days and days and doom weeks and scroll, weeks on and good. off, yeah, and then, and then you just, you just literally like set your phone down and go do something else. It's, I mean, and I'm going to speak, you know, it's like, there's been times where I'm like, man, I haven't done anything. And it's like, when you actually just like, and it's not black and white, you're not going to be a happy man just like that by doing it. But 
your mind will feel like you just ate a good meal. It's crazy. Like, just set your phone down and go, like, stare, literally just stare at a tree for six minutes. Yeah. Just, like, just like observe it. Look what's going on. No, you're it's, totally right. That's a, yeah. that's an unbelievable skill to have. You, are a lot of your friend like, what are your friend groups like? Obviously, I know some of your close buddies, but... Uh, uh, your extended, like, what about your second tier and your third string friends? Yeah. Are they, yeah. are they, how are they doing mentally? Well, my B plus and C plus friends, as I would, yeah. uh, it's like, it's, it's also odd because I've been out of high school for three years now and just the social circle of my life has come gotten infin- infinitely smaller, okay. even like on social media. It's like, I feel like I have 700 acquaintances and like you know like 20 friends you know Mm. so i don't i i couldn't tell you how they're doing personally but it's like i see them online and it's like i see them post and i don't know because i me personally i use online activities purposefully differently than most people so like it's just interesting to think like what they're getting out of it. You know, just, just the generic everyman post of being at a restaurant or right, like, right. like on here's a train, my food, like check out this cool spaghetti kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just always makes me wonder every time, what do you want out of this? Mm. Um, I think you and always not, come up with the, the greatest like creative achievements when you're, yeah. When you're away from all that when you're away from social media because like posting something on social media is like the illusion that you created something or the illusion of progress or the illusion that you that you made something Um, yeah but really it's like you make like i make all my best shit when i'm like away from my quote-unquote office just walking around a city for eight days in a row and i'll get up in the morning i'll write i'll write something i'll write a tune i'll write out an idea to send out to the email list or whatever something i think is like somewhat useful um yeah i don't know so what what's your next big creative project you're a you're a creative you're a probably i would arguably one of my most if not my most creative friend and i know you kind of wow you go through uh um really highs and and lows of of creativity and then just like kind of uh staying home and uh and and like just feeling antisocial, which I can relate yeah. to. Like, what's what's your next like thing you think will help uh, get you out of your funks? Because you were telling me you're in a funk today. Yeah, I I was, and I actually had a question for you. About, I had I had one question lined up for you because I've been talking to people about the way that I work creatively, and everyone seems to disagree with me, or they just say no, that's not correct. Not like oh, that's interesting or not, but they just tell me like. Oh, like maybe you should not do that. And I don't know if it's right or wrong per se, but I work like I was just that, that on and off black and white. That's how my creative things work. I'll be kind of writing and like, and, you know, gathering stuff forever, but I'm never like physically tracking them on the computer or filming until I start. And then once I start, it's kind of nothing else is going to happen until that thing is done. Yeah that that one specific project and then it's over and then i'm not like thinking about the next project it's just that's over now i can like kind of gather my creative energies again and yeah do that so i guess like and i mean you know my life story i was i was up in sturgeon bay with all the equipment i could ever have and want and need so my creative process was off the charts it was just yeah I almost felt bad about not utilizing the tools, but now I'm sitting here with recording vocals on my iPhone and sitting on my computer that's like, you know, won't ever charge past 94%. And it's like, it's just, it takes a lot out of me. And I know that limitations are builds creativity and it does. Um, but I guess personally creativity, I'm pretty much on a standstill right now. Cause uh, me and me and a couple of my A tier friends are uh, attempting to start some sort of musical group, if you would call it that. Yeah. So well, I guess that's kind of yeah. Well, vi- you know, as a video guy, which you you know you are, it's a. I told you, man, I'll loan you the dough to get the video gear. Just get the stuff. I know. And, uh... It j- it sucks because it's like not like oh I need like one more thing. It's like no, it's like by the like time all your that it's broken, I would even yeah. It's like by the if I was to get 
the editing software, it would just run horribly on my computer. So Are you in debt right now? What's going on? Not to not to publicly disclose no, no, no. your finances. <laughs> How's your poverty? Uh, my poverty is pretty good. I mean, you know, I have a job, so I uh, so I'm making cash, mm-hmm. but and I have some decent money in the bank. But it's like then that just goes away immediately, and that just scares me because I've never had saved cash, and mm-hmm. now I do. So it'd be kind of scary to blow it. Yeah, I'm just at a real crossroads, I guess, in my life right now between creative and real life, quote unquote, uh, staying alive. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, and. Let me ask you this, because and if this is too personal, we can cut it out. But I yeah. feel like, like I'm not even joking. You're probably like the funniest guy I know as far as comedic <laughs> timing and just like comedy genius. And I know it's weird to take a compliment like that straight to the face. But when we were on no, tour together, you. and you would just like drop these one-liners, just deadpan, dry, like you weren't even trying. Like it just comes very easily to you. And I was like. Dude, Ben could be a touring stand-up comedian professionally if he could get a fucking car. Um, yeah. What is so? What is it? Do you get these like? What do your lows look like? Because I know you get these like creative super bursts, and then you like go dark for a while. Is it like? My, is it like a? Is it like a, a yin and yang kind of thing, or what is? How does that look? Why? What are the lows like? It really is a yin and yang because it's like I want because. And we we both know it well. We're both creative people. We want to produce art for other people to listen to. And it's just that struggle of, okay, well, being successful in this job field is really, really hard, slash I need to actually create things to do it. And I get in my own head about just, like, surviving i guess and just wanting to not be in that mental struggle of will i won't i be successful and by successful i mean just you know able to live my life producing art um so i guess i just kind of fault to this i might as well not Mm. because it's not because i'm not going to be successful anyway and that's i mean you don't have to cut that out that's like pretty personal but that's just what that's just what it is. It's, Speaking it's, like a true artist right there. True fatalism. Yeah, I mean, it's like sad, but that's really... But disconnect, that's, just, yeah. I mean, disconnect the commerce from the art. Like, you know, if you have a job and you got some money coming in, you you don't have to think about the creative process as as a job or as a full-time job. You can that That should allow you some freedom to just make shit. And I think that's the thing. It's like once you start making shit whether it's a short video, a skit online, a song, write a song, record a song, you start to figure out like really what you're most pumped about and that, you know, yeah. you, you you are throwing some some darts at the wall, but then it 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 starts building the inertia and before you know it, you've got like four little internet skits, it becomes a series, yeah. uh you start rolling it out every Tuesday, you're like, "Oh, this is good." You know, 300 people are watching it, then 500 people are watching it, then it starts to like get get you into that rhythm and like get you into that uh that reason to start creating so yeah i just think like just i mean i was in a funk this weekend i got back from tour i was just like going really fast for a whole month and it was like then moving back to wisconsin in the middle of winter it's like a bit of a holy shit like a couple days and uh i felt pretty depressed and and i just started painting and that uh oh and it's just like I don't know. I don't think I made anything groundbreaking, but I feel like I'm out of the funk zone now. Well, now, let me ask you about that, because you're a multi, uh, I guess, like, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but you don't just play acoustic guitar. You know, you write lyrics, you sing, you paint, you do comedy. Do you get different things personally out of those different genres or is it just you're looking to express your emotions in general through any way you can? Mm. Good question, man. Yeah, I do. I, I would say I get different rewards from each medium. Like music has become like kind of evolved as like my source of income for the, my main income for the past 10 years. So, so in some ways, there's like a little more pressure there to like make something really good. If If I make a song I think is really good or a video and I put it out. There's like more pressure to make sure people watch it and I promote yeah. it right and all that. And that's fun. Um, but yeah, painting is a thing for me that's like no no pressure at all. 
Um, and it doesn't matter if I sell them or don't sell them or, you know, they stink or are good. It's, uh, it's just like a, a exercising a muscle and it's a catharsis and like I finish something and then it's like, oh, it, you know, maybe I don't want to sell this or put it online, but I can just give it to a friend and they'll be pumped yeah. about it. And then that feels yeah. good. Um, and then, I mean, I was watching our, um, did you ever watch our internet show, Krusty Adventures? That oh, yeah. I made? I've I watched most of those before I even met you, I would say. Oh, nice, dude. So and then I haven't yeah. watched those in five years. You know, we put them out uh, six, seven years ago on tours in Europe. And it's like this yeah. Internet travel show of just us writing skits, documenting the tours. And it's really dumb. Um, but it was like the stab at like sketch comedy kind of. And I revisited some of these episodes and I was like crying, wiping tears out of my eyes, laughing. And I don't know if it's just because it's like a maybe it's because I'm partial to it or it's some sort of inside joke. But I legitimately think they're fucking funny. And I yeah. think we need to make more of those because I'm like, this could be I don't know, maybe it's nothing. But I, I know there's like there's like at least 700 people out there who would be stoked to see another season of crusty adventures and i guess that's reason oh, enough course. to uh to and it's not like it's hard work it's like you get a cell phone you write a skit you film the skit you add some music you put it up um but i think that could be something so maybe that's the next creative project is to make a a new a new season of crusty adventures i think it's always good to try a new arts project outside of like your your uh, comfort zone like for me it'd be outside of music so let's make a internet comedy sketch show yeah, I definitely think Krusty Adventures would be sick because I know we, me and you were trying to do that little like those little 30 second skits, whatever, like that were heavily edited. Like that was kind of the joke that they yeah. were like really edited with things. But those are fun. But your Krusty Adventures stuff, like like I was saying before I met you, it's like I was watching those. I, I, I kind of thought that was your thing at the time where it was like, oh, Brett does like live action stuff like this that's just like what he oh, does you thought that was my main thing no 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 like music but then like you did that as well like that was your big like hey look i'm a musician oh, okay. who does this stuff and i just think your personality i mean you know anyone can edit make a video with edits be funny because the edits are the funny part right but like you're 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 such a person's person to talk to that i feel like those crusty adventure videos where it's kind of just like shot cam 45 seconds of unedited you know just like yeah clip talking kind of thing i would think those would work way better for you to make even and then your fans to even watch because yeah i i am um, well danimal's kind of back in the picture now he's coming out with us yes. on this april tour we're up the uh, east coast and down to the south Whoa. and back so we've been he's kind of my collaborator on the on the crusty adventure so we've been talking about you know, maybe launching, I don't know, a mini series. Maybe we put out five episodes, but he doesn't even live in town. That's the thing. It's like, I need, yeah. a, I need an accomplice who can help me like shoot this stuff. Cause I've got, I've got four or five new skits pretty much written. Um, yeah. So if you want to, if you want a job, you can, uh, you can be the co-producer. Crusty uh, Adventures season three. Crustier Adventures? <laughs> Crustiest Adventures? Yeah. Yeah, man. And I, I it's like, there's not even really an end goal to it it's just like all right let's make something we think is good and yeah. uh, if it catches on great if not we've got some really cool archives um but uh it would be fun at some point to like get some of those better episodes and like pitch them to uh, i don't know some internet channel maybe some yeah. tv show i don't know how any of that stuff works but i don't know how people and, get shows and like your stuff is primed 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 for youtube because it's just like two minutes to six minutes which is like the primest youtube video mm. but i don't know if now that but that was also like five years ago when you were uploading i don't know now if it would be more beneficial to even and this is you know thinking big big picture even more beneficial to like make the episodes like just 10 minutes long and then put them try to get them because yeah i just learned today that you can upload anything to amazon video and it'll be on there really yeah it's it's like kind of like a distro kid thing where you can just no shit put it up and it works yeah like because these guys were talking about this horrible movie and they were like how did this get on amazon prime video and it turns out you can anyone can put anything on amazon prime video cool. we could sell crusty adventures season three on prime 
Well, yep, my, I've yep. been I've always been a bit discouraged from YouTube because, uh, you know, it's like we've had things do well on there, but only when we really promote them. It's like I'll put up just random clips. Like here's a live video from South Africa. Here's here's a uh, here's an interview, and it's like. I would upload shit and they'd get like a hundred views. And then I was like, well, yeah. fuck YouTube. It's like too discouraging. But um, I think YouTube is kind of the future. Whereas like you see Facebook falling off and there's like this max mass exodus from the platform. So I'm going to try to get better at it. I'm going to start uploading all the dirt from the road episodes, like the videos yes. on YouTube. And um, yes, cause that, that could be cool. Like just as archives and we've got some pretty amazing guests. It's like, so if, you know, we might just people might just stumble upon like looking for Butch Vig, and then they find our our tunes because we're we had Butch on the pot or whatever. Um, and then you're uh, then you're also like accumulating more minutes on YouTube, which I assume is probably good for your uh, for the blood sucking vampire internet algorithm yeah. overlords. Yeah, I don't see how that could be anything but good. Is more yeah. views for them. Yeah, so but I did notice that YouTube is the biggest snowball social media platform that I've ever been on. And by that, I mean, if a video starts getting a little bit of traction, it might get a little bit more and then it's going to get a little bit. It's a snowball thing. Like if you post a video and it gets, like you said, like 100 views in like a month, that video is not going anywhere for mm. the rest of your time. Like, I don't think it's going unless you were to then promote it a month later for some reason. But right. Uh, it's pr the way that I've seen it and just seen other people's videos work is like it's a snowball effect because I'll even go to some of the biggest artists of all time and go to their videos of like that were uploaded like 13 years ago and stuff yeah and they still only have like 20,000 views you know and it's mm. like some massive artist that's doing yeah. a million things today so i think it comes down to and yeah you do want to if you want to be successful on those platforms you do want to pay attention to learn how the algorithms work all that shit um but also at the same time there is a rhythm to creating and putting stuff out there and it's like you know we had a i know you like not a surf and uh yeah you know i put just as a trial i put that that episode up of dirt from the road podcast on youtube and it's like it got it didn't get much traction at all but like i think 300 people have watched it since i've so that's maybe 300 I don't know, not a surf fans that whatever yeah. just enjoyed it or got acquainted with more more of the back catalog of not a surf or maybe found out about us or whatever. So it it's not a even though those numbers do kind of look a bit pathetic probably to like uh you know, people scrolling and seeing shit with millions of views, I think it's still worth putting stuff up there. Oh, it's definitely still worth it and keep talking, dude. I'm just I'm I hear you, I'm just putting socks on because my feet are cold. Oh, you are totally good. I'm a man who has to wear two pairs of socks in general, uh, a really thin inner one and then a thick outside one just because that's how I like to You're do it. You're a two-sock boy? I didn't know that about I, you. Yes, I am a two-sock boy. If you see me in public, uh, all my I'm speaking to my fans now directly. Yeah. Uh, if you see me in public, I will be wearing two pairs of socks. Uh, that is that is a fact. Dude, why don't you move to Milwaukee? I, I know I bother you about this all the time but it'd be amazing for you yeah i know and when 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 uh me and the boys look to go anywhere that's that's my pressure point on them that's my pressure point because we were all living in different parts of the countries we're all back living in our childhood homes right now we live two blocks away from each other and saving up some cash and then looking to move out and my my markers on milwaukee i want to go there not in a downtown obviously but you know into the city do it man area. i can't ever get anyone to move here like no one takes it seriously which uh, there's some sort of force field around it because i don't know if people think it's a joke because they heard the f word milwaukee and wayne's world or what but uh that would this city that's, fucking that's rules and uh I, I can't sell a single friend to me on it and it's uh it's I, I was talking to scotty just yesterday about he he moved out yes. to portland and um yes he's uh he's liking it but also struggling because like he's getting into the haphazardly unintentionally getting into these like social justice arguments with people because he'll like <laughs> accidentally say a trigger word and then yeah. like some like local like um you know super super hip person will get offended yeah. and they'll, they'll have blue hair and a fedora and they'll start like <laughs> scolding scotty and like scotty's like the most blue collar man like a very yeah. intelligent guy like we'll talk through anything with someone but uh he's just triggering all these really emotional uh really woke uh 
kids in Portland yeah. and it's driving them nuts. And uh, and we were just saying how Wisconsin's so good for that because there is that like, <laughs> yes, it is. it's like a blue collar state and there's like a good amount of empathy here. Like people are cool and they're nice, but it's also that Rust Belt Midwest. Like it's got a great amount of don't be a pussy culture, which I think yeah. like offsets uh, like that, like irrational, ultra sensitivity, like e- emotional kind of. Uh, trigger word social justice culture which is i mean we could talk about that it's 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 embarrassing and it's an overreaction and it's it's probably yeah. well-intentioned um at the core but i just went that's into this what, yeah yeah go ahead no no yeah that's that's the point that i've you know because i've gone i've only been on this earth a very small time and i've gone through these phases of thinking just my worldviews and talking about the you know all woke no joke just like super woke people I've come to terms that it, it, I mean, I mean, it has to come from some place of like empathy because no, totally, it totally does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's where I don't really get upset necessarily at them or at per, because it's like, you're trying to help someone out in some way. It might be a stupid way, but like, at least it comes from a place of, yeah. and you're not hurting anyone else. So, I mean, like. What do you think about this? Uh, I was just at this new coffee shop in Milwaukee. It's in kind of this hip neighborhood. Really cool place, like cool design. The tables are like vintage and they got they got good coffee and like cool, uh, you know, rock and roll posters in the windows. But then on all the walls, there's like this unsolicited advice, like like telling you there's so painted big on the wall. It says, don't be a jerk. And then on the other wall or in the bathroom, it says, you are beautiful. Now wash your hands! Exclamation point. And it's like shit like that, like like um, aggressive positivity of like yeah. telling you, like you better be nice, you fucking idiot. Like shit like yeah. that. You know what I mean? We're like, oh my god, it's so intimidating, and it's uh, it's just it's just going. In my opinion, it's just going too far. It's like if if it yeah, was yeah, because that because that's the full circleness. It's like the people it's just like i want there to be so much love in this world so you better fucking wash your hands or i will kill you it's yeah, like wow world okay, peace well, or die mother. you know it's like stuff yeah like that. that makes me want to like spread e coli at that point if if <laughs> if there's some massive like sign telling me to wash my hands after the bathroom i mean i'm a grown man you know i wash my hands when i want to i don't have to wash them after the bathroom that's a whole separate argument yeah but yeah i mean i, mean, I think that, that whole idea started as as comedy i remember 10 years ago we made a shirt that says please don't be a wanker and uh <laughs> it was like a funny shirt that people would buy just because it was really dumb and and now people are kind of like synonymously like painting that on the walls of coffee shops that says please don't oh. be a jerk and it's uh i don't think it's funny anymore i don't i don't think that i don't even know if they're trying to be funny um but i think it's just a i think it's just a stab at world peace and uh well that's we interesting that you in our, say in that because and listen yeah because that's such a that was a joke like hey like fuck you be nice you right. know like that but you're right. Now it's just now I see that said with complete sincerity, and right. it's like, do not realize what you're. That's beyond the full circle. You're just, but again, it comes from a place of trying to help. So it's 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 so confusing. You got to start telling people that, or when someone, okay, Brett, sorry, this is just a complete other. You, yep. you, you don't have to keep Hit this me. in or anything, but <laughs> you got to start telling people that they can't say pilgrim. Oh, because uh, it's a trigger word. Yeah, I mean it's totally not, and I've never heard. I just you know came up with that the like recently. But pilgrim sounds like a word that could be used uh, <laughs> negatively. So if well, you hear someone say pilgrim, uh, tell them that yeah, they can't no, use it. I think it. you're right, man. I, and that's like, it's like we're at that point now in in culture and society where you could let's see, like completely unauthorized, uncredentialed <laughs> people can get credentialed people fired. Yeah. For like you could okay so like for example um, you could work at a craft brewery and be a manager and some kid on the job for two weeks could could think you said something could think you said oh you said pilgrim or you said something that I thought was racist <laughs> yeah. they could go to HR and say hey Ben is a racist and he said this and it's it's yeah. a trigger word and it really offended me 
and the and you'll be fired like they yeah. can like this uncredentialed jabroni toddler could get you fired um yeah for just being offended for being a, a soft man and uh that's kind of where we're at right now and uh it'll it, i don't think it's here to stay but um the, that was my next question the internet is, is like, powerful man it's like you can you, anyone can cancel anyone at any time i could be canceled tomorrow um yeah for something that, that was well-intentioned and uh, <laughs> somebody heard me on the pod and they're like oh my god newski's uh uh hates uh, white people and he's canceled now or whatever you know yeah i mean you did have that like sign outside your door that said no puerto ricans allowed which was interesting but... oh very class okay i'm canceled yeah. now yeah, 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 yeah. You're canceled. I'm done. Um, but that I, was my next question. I think Latin America is the. I think Mexicans are the superior race. You know. I you, mean, I was I was just having that conversation with someone where I don't know where any of those people got any of those bad stereotypes because, like, they're the hardest working, nicest people oh, the I've most ever met in my life. The sweetest, just like ever. Everyone should strive to be more Mexican. I'm telling you, it's uh Yeah. Like go down, go to Mexico, man. It is uh it is a place of peace of of sweet people with big hearts and they'll and they'll welcome you with uh with open doors. And when they talk about that southern hospitality of the United States, I feel like the people of Mexico have the southern hospitality to a to way more without the southern racism of America. <laughs> So it's a great it's my new favorite country man. I I told you I've been there a few times and I can't I, I want to move there. I'm telling I think uh where where specifically just uh Mexico? I don't know. This is a pipe dream. I, I would maybe do it in my older age, you know. Um, a sh- a when, shaft uh, dream. After my music career takes a huge shit, then I'll just move to Mexico. <laughs> Um, but for now, I think like next winter, it'd be cool to go down there and like really study Spanish hard and try to get kind of fluent. Um, maybe take, take courses every day. I don't know. Yeah. Have some sort of mission, you know? Um, yeah. but you can also work from there cause the Wi-Fi is so good. There's great recording oh. studios. You can podcast from there. It's a, and it's in central time zone. So it's in the same time zone as Chicago, oh, hell yeah. Milwaukee, um, it's a hell of a town and everything costs, you know, a third or a fourth of the cost that it is here. So you're not just hemorrhaging cash every time you walk out the door. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yes. So you said something that kind of caught my ear and <laughs> you said when your music career takes a shit and I was talking to people about like artists that you like oh yeah i haven't really heard about them and then you go on their spotify or you go on their youtube and they haven't uploaded in like 10 years and it's just like where did they go right um would you rather disappear like that or would you rather make a fucking horrible album and get just like and like have to quit almost (laughs) and 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 then just and then you come back for like a retirement or a uh Reunion. A, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you come back for a reunion well, album like 10 years later. I think the answer is easy. Later. I think you want to just, you kind of want to like disappear rather than have like a piece of shit album floating in the universe in the ether. Um, but I was talking to somebody about this. It's like, you know, you'll like see a band on fire. They're like killing it. They're buzzing. They're touring. They're selling out clubs, theaters. And then they'll just disappear for five years. And you're like, why would they stop? They were yeah. on, they were on they were taking over the world, but then you actually do it. I mean, you actually like tour on any level, and you realize how taxing it is. And you're just like, I have nothing left. Like I can't sustain this. I, we like we if we want to like stay married or keep our sanity or have our kids not hate us, we have to get off the road. We have to take a break. And I don't mean yeah. like a year off. We have to we have to like go on extended hiatus or never play again if we yeah. want to like maintain some sort of life. Um so I get why bands disappear and and you know, bands can afford to do that if they're bigger, they're selling out theaters like Portugal the man, they could take 6 7 years off, no one would it would be fine. They could come back and be bigger than ever. But smaller yeah. bands like us, it's like we can't really get off the hamster wheel or we might never be able to get back on. So it's like we, we got to kind of keep keep going, keep going hard, keep trying to build, especially while we're young and like have energy to tour. And like this, these are kind of the years where you where you set up your future and you build your uh, you kind of build your discography and your fan base for when you're yeah. older and more tired and, and, and can't tour quite as hard. And then uh, hopefully you can sustain some sort of career but it's definitely something i i think about and worry about and it's why i've got into like uh 
kind of try to not to use like some wall street lingo but like diversify my uh my arts projects to like have this book now and like work on the podcast and painting so i'm not like dependent on just slumming it as a road dog because i know that will put me in a shallow shallow grave yeah yeah definitely a two-inch grave and i mean you were giving me a compliment earlier so i have to i don't have to i would like to respond with one where it's like that's what i'm so impressed about you, Brett, and the people that are my age that are in music, the few people that I, I mean, you know who I'm talking about, talking about like Wyatt, talking about Genevieve, those people, we look at you, Brett, and we go, holy shit, like this guy is killing it, <laughs> like with just everything. I mean, yes, you're killing it. You write great songs. You write exceptional songs, but like with everything else that's not that, like, and that's the most important part. You mean like of, the admin side or the graphic yeah. design or whatever? Okay, thanks, and man. Then, and, then, and then you wanting to do a book, just like these things, you know, these kinds of things. It's like to stay relevant, to really connect with your fans because you have some of the most – I mean, I, I went on that tour with you that was like house shows that was personal people that wanted you to come to their home. Like I've, I've never even heard of artists doing that. Mm until it was like with you it's like wow these these people want to hire this guy to come to their house and that's why like as a as a fan of music it's so interesting the different ways that people connect with it like only musically they just love musicianship and they love technicality and that stuff and they yeah. love those musicians or they love the person behind the music and i think you've really pinned down that your music is honest and vulnerable in a way where it's like that's just what people connect with and that's the shows and the fans you get are these like great just people who want to connect with other people i think thanks man well yeah i appreciate you saying that yeah i i feel lucky in a sense that i like enjoy a lot of the the business administration side of music i think it's fun and for the most part it's like you know it's like some kind of code you got to crack and figure out how to do it and like keep your band afloat and like you know you know fill in some tour dates between a festival and a and a festival or whatever so um and i think yeah i think i'm like i often walk on the the edge of burnout or like losing my mind and i think if i was i think there are people doing it who are who are way more uh cognitively advanced and, and more brilliant and more better singers than i am but I think that comes with a price. I think when if if you're a total genius, like all that other admin like life functionality, like getting out of your house becomes more difficult, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like, can you imagine Prince like being a band in today's <laughs> world? Like, he wouldn't. He would. You know, he'd quit before he what had to book he his own tour. You know, he'd be yeah. like, "Fuck this! I'm not doing this. I can't talk to people." Um, so. No. Yeah, it's kind of that era, that DIY musician. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and and just being online, I mean, it blew my mind when I was watching this old interview of people who, like, saw the Rolling Stones for the first time, and this lady goes, oh, my God, I've never seen Mick Jagger move. Like, and it was, like, I guess that never really connected with me of, like, yeah, you didn't have videos and to watch of your favorite band and anything like that. Like you just had to go see them. So it was, it's interesting how much like of the other stuff than music you had to do as a musician. Cause I feel like there were people or then again, I'm, I'm not up in the ladder of this, so I don't know if it's still like that, but I feel like back then it was like these people finding or not finding, you know, you, you got to work it, but like, just these musicians who were just really good at music and then they kind of did all the promoting they would and get stuff signed to a label. And yeah. yeah. It was two, if it, two totally different jobs. Yeah. You so just hope to you get almost, discovered. Yeah. So you got to sink 100% of your time into the craft of songwriting, but which then is you like, also got ripped off by management and they took all your money. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So there's a, so there's a yes and no to that, but man, people are savages, man. Like I rented my house out last week when I was out of town, I got home, the guests drank all my booze. Like I had like, I'm, I don't have a much of a liquor cabinet. There's like three bottles in there. I got home. There's like a, there's like some backwash left in one of the bottles of whiskey. I'm like, Oh my God, people are sick. Oh. 
You mean bottles of liquor, not yeah, like liquor. bottles of beer. Like, uh, oh my god! It wasn't like they took a pole or made themselves a drink. They just fucking demolished my liquor cabinet, and like people are just like, I don't know, I whatever. <laughs> like I don't care. I like really because I I I hardly drink hard liquor anyway. I would never have finished it. But it's like if karma's real and you're just like staying at people's houses and like stealing their shit when they're letting you stay in their house, like yeah. you're kind of like creating the universe to butt fuck you like you're in like your inertia is is going in the wrong direction that can't that yeah. can't be safe it can't be safe to be doing that no because then you're just in your own mindset almost of just like i can do this i can do this you know i can just go into this person's house and do this so you're gonna get yeah like you're gonna get fucked in your arse because like you're gonna do that something like that one day and someone's gonna be pissed yeah, you're and, gonna stay. You're, you know, you're gonna stay at some like UFC retired UFC fighter's house, and they're gonna find <laughs> out about it and come for you or whatever it is. You know, you're gonna uh, the 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 overlords of the universe are gonna you know I don't know cut the brakes in your car. I don't know what happens. Yeah. But, uh, I'm reading this book called um, what's it called? Principles by Ray Dalio. I just started it, but he had a really cool he had a really cool take on he basically saying like the universe and nature doesn't care about you as an individual. Like it's not going to look out for you. It's not going to make sure everything's fine. It's not going to make sure like you have a, you have enough to survive. It's like, so as a person making decisions in the world, you want to make decisions that are good for nature. So it's like, yeah, you want to make good decisions of like, does this benefit nature or, you know, are you like running around, I struggle for a good example. Are you running around just, I don't know, uh, drinking, littering, like shitting on the yeah. sidewalk or having your dog shit on the sidewalk? Like even some, let's look at something as minute and micro as that, like having your dog shit on the sidewalk. Uh, yeah. You know, someone walks, steps in it, gets pissed, kind of knocks their day off balance, whatever. Like that, that's bad for nature. So you yes. want to make decisions that are good for nature so nature uh, is good to you in reverse it's just don't be selfish that's just like the three words just don't i would say don't be selfish 95 percent of the time sometimes you got to stand up for yourself yep. not gonna lie yep. but don't yeah like when you say nature that's just kind of just do things that if you're gonna do anything make sure it benefits yourself and someone else uh at least in the short term and the long term. Um, yeah, you get better at yeah. making decisions as as you every every year as you age. You know, I mean, I've thought of myself as a completely different person almost every you know six seven months oh, that's at this age that I am. Like just 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 my worldview and the people that I talk to and stuff. Just like my close friends, not really like changing, but just yeah, it's. It's like the things I would say or the actions I would do, I just do them now. And it's like, wow, I, I, I would not do that a year ago. Not for the better or worse. I'm not saying I'm growing as a person because I'm probably declining no, mentally. from a. But yeah, you're, I know an, that feeling when it's like you think back on like cringy shit you did years ago. Or it's like, oh, I thought this would be funny. But then everyone just got offended. And it's like, oh. And, and like that's just part of uh, growing up and learning. And it's like you need that stuff to happen to you because you need you need shame you know shame you need the shame wizard to like scold you (laughs) back on track because uh you know it's and it's now it's like i'm in my mid-30s and uh i get a lot less shame because i experienced so much of it in my mid-20s or whatever so um i mean all that all those bad uncomfortable feelings are like you you can use those as as net gains you know yeah, that's the most comforting quote I've almost ever heard is like if you're cringing at yourself from from previous times, if you're looking back at yourself and cringing, that's got to be great because that means that you've acknowledged those yes. things and you're like, wow, I'm not going to do them again. If you're not cringing at yourself, then you're just, well, yeah, dude, you're just you're just living your life. Every day is the same. Dude, that's spooky, man. If you're out there just like offending people and pissing people <laughs> off and like not realizing it, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I know, like, know uh, 
somebody's going to be offended by this podcast but uh if let's say if we're like pleasing uh i don't know three people for every one person getting pissed off i think i think yeah. we're, we're doing okay and even saying the words someone's going to get offended by this is offending someone like no no way <laughs> not a chance no, no 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 those people are pussies no way so like trigger word yeah so you can't win anything I ever thought, i thought that word was going to be uh you weren't going to be able to use the word pussy anymore i really thought that was going to be deleted from or you'd be canceled for using it by now but it, it seems to have held its own and it's still in the vernacular of of public discourse yeah. which is which is interesting because when i'm in public and saying cock and balls uh People are telling me not to say that in public, but I can say pussy, but that's fine. But uh, that's yeah, I whatever. Mean, I would I mean, argue you can say all three of those <laughs> words still, you know. And I do, and it's fun. It's it's important. Um, yeah, like, I would say spoken language, personally to me, is way more funny and interesting than written language. So it's all it's all a joke. I, I don't know. I don't want to say life's a joke, but it nothing really <laughs> matters that much, you know. It's like. Uh, but, we're in this... When you say a joke, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, just... it's good. You yeah. know, uh, we learned this from Steve Poltz now. Before every gig, uh, we, we huddle up and we go, all right, guys, everything's riding on this one gig. And, that's, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, who cares? Why would we, why be nervous? Like, whatever. You know, it's like, oh, my yeah. God, what if, what if uh, we don't sell enough tickets in Atlanta and uh, our career could be over in Georgia? Oh, no. And it's like, who gives a shit? You know, I think that's yeah. really the... The way to approach it, you know, all you can do is is, is work hard and make good decisions, and uh, everything else is pretty much out of your control. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting scared that I'm gonna wake up to the to a white flash of a nuclear bomb pretty soon. So it's like Vlad. I'm just yeah. So I'm just living my life, uh, not looking at anything. I know that's people, you know, yell at me for not staying updated on current events, blah blah blah, but. All it does is make me so upset and anxious that I just, I just can't do it. Ah, um, fair enough. Yeah. So well, I just live my life, and if I'm going to get evaporated tomorrow, then hey, at least I got to play 20 minutes of piano today. Yeah, so. live your life, do your best, and uh, you know, all you can affect change is like around your uh, your little your little social circles. Or what else can you do? Like no one, no one's going to save the world. You know, let's be honest. So no, no yeah. one soul can save the world. Uh, ben Spottle, we've been going a full hour. So easy. That's insane. Easy peasy. I'm, I'm going to keep you on the line here while I plug some dates because you might have some fun banter. Um, we're going on tour. Um, oh, and check out the Patreon for the love of God. It helps yes. so much because I don't make any money on this pod. The only, And gas is $5 a gallon. Now we're going on tour. <laughs> Horrible timing. We're in big trouble. Um so please hop on the Patreon if you enjoy the pod, if you enjoy the band. Uh, it's just $5 a month. You sign up. Um, we send you some cool stuff in the mail. We send you books, some records, whatever you feel like. And then you get, um, every week I'll post a new song on the uh, Patreon page. You'll get demos as I write the songs. I'll put them on there. Um, some some secret studio recordings. I think it's pretty cool. Um, but even if you hate my face, just, you know, you got $5. It's the price of a... It's the price of a, it's the a price state of a gallon fair gas. chocolate-covered cheese stick in uh, 1999, so it ain't, it ain't <laughs> much. Um, and we're going on tour April 5th, New York City, Bowery Electric, April 7th, D.C. It's our first ever show headlining in Washington, D.C. Come on out. Um, bring some buddies. It helps us out a lot so the promoter doesn't hate our guts. Um, in April, oh, here's something. Check this out, people. If you're listening, we had a we had a private event fall through April 9th in Richmond. So if you want to throw a show, we're touring with a full PA. I got my full band out there. We could probably play some sort of backyard show, DIY venue. Let's throw a, let's throw a DIY show, and we could do it uh I want to say almost anywhere on the East Coast, um, south of New York City and north of, uh, of I don't know, whatever. Just hit me up if you live on the East Coast and you want to host something. We could do it April 9th, 10th, or maybe 11th. Um, and then we're back on uh, the club circuit April 12th, Atlanta, Georgia, April 13th, Orlando, Florida, former home of four-time NBA champion Shaquille O'Neal, April 14th. My favorite man. You like Shaq? Uh, I mean, I would say he's my favorite celebrity that's in commercials. Oh, that's when I cool. see him in yeah, when I see him in commercials, I don't get upset. Because Shaq is kind of before your time athletically. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, and I'm not a sportsman anyway, so I wouldn't know if he was in my time currently. So. Well, that he transcends uh, multiple arenas of entertainment. Um, yeah. Did I say April 14th in Tampa, Florida, Ben? Maybe. We're in Tampa. Yeah, Kratom is legal. You come on down, get a get a buzz <laughs> at the Kratom bar, and then come on over, see us at the Crow Bar with our friend Jerry X. That's going to be a kick-ass show. Jerry oh. should be... Jerry should be so famous. Uh, there's no justice yeah, wow. in the world that she's not playing arena. She's so good. April 15th, Clearwater, Florida. And then we go to we go to Europe, Ben. Are you coming? Oh, yeah. Do you have uh, a well, I'll already be there. Okay. Teleport in. Um, yeah. April 29th, we're in Arnhem, Netherlands. April 30th, we're in Enschede, Netherlands. I don't know how to say the names. I keep trying, and it's a fail. Um, it's a full band tour, so we got... Uh, Bony Macaroni is a, is a Dutch punk band. They're backing me as my backing band, and then they're going to do a set also. So it's going to be a sweet tour. We got the Danimal as the tour manager and the sound engineer. Yes. We got a great team over there. You got to come 4th, out to the shows to see Dan. See Dan. He's going to wear the Spaceman suit while he mixes sound. I know, yes. you, I know you like that. Um, Wetzlar, Germany, May 4th. May 5th, Hamburg, Germany, one of the greatest cities in the world. May 6th, Kiel, Germany. May 7th, Hof, Germany. May 8th, Munchen, Germany, a.k.a. Munich, Germany. Last time we played <laughs> Munich, it was one of the worst shows of our entire life. So come on out. I don't know why we're playing Munich again, but uh, that's where they have us. And uh, it's we're going to get some redemption. It's going to be a good rock and roll show. We need you in Munich. May 9th, Graz, Austria. That's a mountain town. That's You know who's who's from there, Ben's Bottle? Graz, Austria? Austria? Do you know? They, I, I, I can't give the stereotypical answer and say Arnold Schwarzenegger. A, it's, the, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're right. Oh, there we go. Dude, you win Hell a schnitzel yeah. for winning. Great. <laughs> May 11th, winning. Rorschach, Switzerland. What's the Rorschach test? What is that again? That's oh, famous. Oh, is that the ink blots? Maybe. Is that the ink blots? Maybe that's like, the where they blots. fold it in half? And then you, I, I don't remember the test. It's a famous test. It's a famous scientist. They named the city after him. He won't be at the show, but you can come to the show. And it's at the Treppen House in Rorschach, Switzerland. It's such a cute little place. They got great coffee and beer. The Swiss do beer pretty well. May 12th, Nuremberg, Germany. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've ever played Nuremberg. So come on out. We're playing with our friend Jan from the Black Elephant Band. He's like an acoustic folk punk artist. He's a sweet dude. Um, so if you're in Nuremberg, we need you at that one. May 13th, we're in Almer, Netherlands. That's somewhere kind of close to Amsterdam. And then I think ah, May 25th, we're in Netherlands. May 20th, I think that's the end of the run. And then we're going to be announcing some summer shows yes. soon. Um, if anyone June has 12th. any questions or feedback or wants to ask me stuff, I am able to respond to pretty much every email. I try my best. And um my email is hello at brettnewski.com. We're going to be doing, if you live in the United States, we're going to be doing some backyard parties and some house concerts this summer in between like festivals and club dates. So reach out to me if you want to host. If you think you can rally, uh, you know, 40 people in a, in a backyard, we could maybe do it if the routing works out. Um, hello at brettnewski.com. It's worth it. The Buy the book, the house, Ben. Buy buy yes. eleven copies. Can you do? Can you make up a public service announcement for my book, real quick? Yes. So Brett Newski. Uh, again, I'm speaking to my fans directly. My thousands of adoring fans. Um, Brett Newski has a book that he wrote. I can't read, so I have not read it yet. But everyone that can read has told me that it is exceptional. Uh, hand drawn by Brett Newski, hand written by Brett Newski, and then typed afterwards published into a book you can open the book read it yourself about uh having troubles in your mind and how to not have troubles in your mind or at least help you not have troubles in your mind uh it's it's a good book it's got a yellow cover which is all which is what i can say is very good yeah mustard and it's called it's hard yeah. to be a person and it yeah if you like depression comedy or anxiety humor <laughs> That's uh, check it out. You know, it's not for everyone, but we, I'm pick. I'm driving to Peoria, Illinois, um, to Ooh. pick up another to pick up the third pressing, and it's a triple pressing. We've been selling them. People have been buying them. So thanks if you yes. bought a book. Please leave a review on Amazon because apparently Jeff. Um, appreciates it and the more reviews we get yeah. on amazon the more people get to see the book like pop up 
in their little HD screen on their phone or their computer, um, and they get you know get more hyper stimulated and more product placement shoved down their throats. So help us shove more product down people's throats. Uh, gas is six dollars a gallon. I said it already, but um, I think I should probably stop talking. I feel like this is probably yeah. good, and I think we're good, man. I think this was an awesome episode. I love you, and uh, we'll yeah. have to uh, Thank hang you, out in real life soon. Yeah, thank you, Brett. Thanks, uh, This was Paul. better than the last one. <laughs> much love, much respect. Yeah. All right, Brett. I will see you soon. Shoot. Okay to be sad